Hello, Doria. Hello, Tabitha. It's so good to see you again. You're looking splendid this evening. You look lovely. Oh my god, I've never seen you looking so fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's gonna definitely squash the dating rumors we have going on. Um, <laughs> Hello, how We're are you? We're just friends and roommates. Yeah, that, yeah, that's not helping our case. It's not helping the case. She's at all. my best friend. And I'll, I'll hurt anyone who says otherwise. Yeah! I'll tie you up! Yeah! Um, so, how are you today? I'm... I'm doing good. It's been a, it's been a weird day. I woke up at noon. You did? Uh, partly because I ordered <laughs> breakfast tacos, and I had nowhere to go, and you were sleeping on the couch. If you hadn't woken up... If you hadn't woken me up, though, I, I probably wouldn't have gotten up until three, so... Yeah. That's... That's where we are this evening. Yeah. Um, I could fall asleep again, though, really easily. Yeah, that would be so easy to do. We've be... been talking about an app, and then we never took one. We never took one. It's really upsetting. Um, anyway, if you hadn't noticed, we have turned not into a podcast anywhere. We are just your new radio hosts of late night mm-hmm. nostalgia clock. Yeah, <laughs> the late night nostalgia clock. That, that was actually the prototype name for this podcast. But we decided we're Robin and Rosé. It just really came out of nowhere. But Late Night Nostalgical Clock was definitely the first name. I don't want to talk about it. I was being kind! Oh my god. You you do have the thing sometimes where you'll be like, no, I mean this. We both do this. We're like, oh, that was a nice thing you said. And the other's like, what do you mean? Yeah. What what do you mean? Yeah. But we have, we watch too much British television. Ah, uh, so... <laughs> so it's, like, extra dry, and we do mean it sincerely, but because we speak in such a dry tone, people go, like, we do it to ourselves, and then other people do it to us. Yeah. And we're like, no, I actually meant that. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> 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 um, so today, um, if you couldn't tell by this very non-generic, very generic song. I don't understand why they used the Keb Mo version when they definitely played Louis Armstrong in the movie. I don't know. Because this is on the, like, when you look up the, on if you look up the soundtrack, this is the one that comes up. So we're doing Madeline. Madeline. Wee wee. Wee wee. Ho ho ho. Um, basically, we're Obviously, why we started with British accents, because when you think Madeline, you think British. Yes, not French. Um, we're having a little tour across Europe. across the pond because we're about to go on a little tour across the pond. <gasps> oh my god, actually this works out. Yeah. While yeah. we're doing the, all the things. Yeah, no, it does. Lovely. Um, yeah, so that's what we're doing. Um, let me go ahead and, oh, I'll pop my babble alert. They're like, dinner and a lesson, let's do it. What? <laughs> Babble, I'm trying to learn French before we go, remember? Oh, that's right. How's yeah. that going? Um, so, the bottle we got today. Okay, Target. Target! Listen, Target had some, like, wild stuff. Like, okay, so, I went to Target, and I was like, oh, I just need random stuff. And they had these, like, new bottles of wine, and they're called Scout and Wild, and we already had the red version. We did, and the red was glorious the red was so good it was so good i yeah so i got two bottles of the rosé really just going on aesthetic alone like the bottle is so pretty it is really pretty they have like a really small label and like it's just like it just seems like 
it seems like something you Instagram about. So we got it. And it's yeah. also it's also bottled in Santa Maria, California. Santa Maria? Yes. Went to church praying Santa Maria. Send me guidance. Um oh my god, I love that. Yeah, it's from it's from Coruscant. Yeah. Coruscant's a weird ass show. I sang that wow. What? I sang that song. They asked me to sing it for a solo in choir, but like in, I was like in the ninth grade. That's wild, but okay. Yeah, I was like, why do I, why am I having like vicious memories of this? <laughs> um, anyway, Madeline is one of your favorite movies from childhood. Um, you have a thing for, for movies about little British girls who are causing havoc in order for the greater good. Yes, I do. Um, because I, here's the thing, as a child, I thought I was a little British child. Yeah. I did. Yeah, like, no, that makes sense. You wore little suits everywhere. I did. Um, like, the parrot trap. No. I, w- I was like, I'm not the California one. I'm definitely the British one. Like, I, like, it's like a weird thing. Okay, you really thought you were a little British redhead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. That makes sense. No, I firmly, no, I firmly thought that I was, a like a British child. <laughs> oh my god! Like, <laughs> no, it's good, right? Uh, this is good. It's it's. It's like hefty. Yes. Because the others have been so light. Mm-hmm. When we turn this into frosé, it's gonna be great. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. It uh, feels like a candle, I will say. Mm-hmm. But like in the best way, I kind of think the best rosés kind of should feel like a candle. Saying. Because it is very, very floral. It is. But it's also a little vanilla y. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, and it has like it has a nice aftertaste. Mm-hmm. But it still feels like a wine. Oh it does yeah. And it feels yeah, because the others have felt so light. They feel like hand sanitizer, not wine. Yeah, and this feels like no, this is wine. Ah, I like that. Yeah, it's good. Um and you you watched this as a child as well, but you only watched it like once. Yeah, no, I didn't see I read the books as a kid. Like mm-hmm. I loved the books as a kid. Um but I think I only watched this movie like only a few times cuz wow. my grandma had it, but I I watched I more so watched like princess movies with her. Mm. Um I watched Cinderella 3 a lot at her house. I don't know why, but it was good. Yeah. Um we all have the one. So I had forgotten most of this movie. But it was good. I like it. Yeah, no. So, like, with this movie, it was so... Okay. I went through, like, phases. And there was the Lion King phase, right? And yeah. then... And then it went into... it went Basically, what happened was my mother would be like, I'm not watching cartoons. Mm. You better pick out a movie for real people. Mm. And there weren't that many kids' movies with real people. Oh, my dad would do that shit. Yeah. So what would happen is it would be Matilda, mm-hmm. Madeline, and sometimes it would be like the princess. Uh, oh my god, that movie. Jesus Christ. The princess. The princess diaries. No. The princess. Bride. The little princess. The little princess. Oh, oh the little. <gasps> I loved the little princess. Yes. That was one of my favorite books. Yeah. So, we would do that, and, so, and like, sometimes it would be Secret Garden, but, like, we weren't really doing yeah. Secret Garden. Um, the book's better than the movie. Oh, yeah, we read the book a lot. I My family was in the play, the musical, mm-hmm. so it's like we never watched it. Mm-hmm. 
so like this is a movie that like I would watch a lot as a kid. Hmm. I don't like my mom. My mom really liked showing me orphan movies. I don't know what that's about. I don't know if it was wish fulfillment or showing what with things to come. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. So it's fine. Yeah, you were well prepared. I was. Well, I wasn't. But I was. Well, <laughs> more prepared than most. Yeah. Um. So Madeline. So it starts out. So basically, this takes place in the fifties. Yes, it does. Um. So the aesthetic is amazing. It has Frances McDormand in it. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is weird to see her in this movie compared to all of her other roles. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't know. No, it's perfect for her. But like, yeah, compared to like what she does now of like three billboards outside of Ebby. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah, but she's she's really great in this role. Mhm. I like it. No, she's fantastic in it. Like, and she apparently like loved working with the kids. Like she. She, she looks like it. Yeah, no, she, she very much Emma Thompson vibes of, like, yeah. of she, she, like, used actual theater techniques with them and built, like, real, like, teacher-kid relationships offset, um, and she, yeah, she was just, like, it was so much fun working on this because you have to, especially in children's movies, you have to kind of walk the line of theatricality mm-hmm. when you're shooting them, especially as an actor, because you need to be really animated, but it still needs to read for film, and she loved that. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, and it starts out. It starts out with narration, but it's nice narration because yeah. it's reading from the book. It's reading from the book, and then there's like a lot of rhyme scheme. I'm basically found out that Madeline lives at a school for girls. Yes. Um, in the middle of Paris, and they have Miss uh, Caravelle as the nun, Frances McDormand, and she's taking care of them. They have a cook. And basically, it's just a little tiny school for girls. Yeah, and half of them are British and half of them are French, and we don't know why. Oh, because of the war. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, because it takes place. It takes place right after the war. And you said you didn't understand why she was British. I say things sometimes, and then when I remember, I go, "Oh, it's because of the war." Like that I, would make sense. Yeah, sorry, I didn't know, and then I remember. <laughs> I feel lied to. I know. Um, anyway, so, yeah, it's the, the, it's just this group of, like, ten little girls are growing up in, in Paris with their teacher, and they go on little uh, outings every day and, and go see the culture and go see the sights and, and tell French artists on the street that they're doing it good. Yeah, and also, I just want to say, this is the best teacher in the world. I love this teacher. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. She said, we're going to take you to museums, and you're going to draw, and you're going to learn how to be an accomplished woman, yeah. and you're going to do it by yourself, and that's how it is, and I love it. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to teach you how to read, I'm going to teach you how to write, but other than that, I'm just, I'm just going to like show you the world in a safe way. Yeah, and that's how we should teach children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, basically, like... They, they're, like, in the school, and we see a whole day of them out, and then they come back, and Madeline is in pain. She's in such horrid pain. She's sweaty. The girls are freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, she's dying. Yeah, because she she's in, like, crazy pain. And basically, they call an ambulance, and they take her to the hospital, and there she gets her appendix out. Yes. Um, which is sad. It is very sad, but all the girls come visit her at the hospital, and she's like, look at the scar they left me with. 
and they're like playing around and they're like oh my god you've been fed ice cream all day and when they all leave she goes over to this old woman who she's been seeing in the hospital lady lady covington lady covington um who is very kind and she's also the sponsor of the school yeah um and she's very sick and so they have a lovely moment, and then Lady Covington's husband comes in and is just like, this isn't a playground, get out of here. Mm-hmm. And he's a very British man who loves his wife very dearly, as British men do. Yes, he does. He does care for her. Um, but uh, Madeline is in the hospital for a few more days. Mm-hmm. It's time for her to check out, and when she does check out, she finds out that Lady Covington is dead. Is dead. Yes. Which is so sad. Because also, like, we're going to get into this, like, but I just feel like the children's movies of today don't just say the thing that's happening. Yeah, they'll, like, try to hide it in a weird way because they kind of want to protect the kid from it. But I'm like, no, you have to tell them the truth. Yeah, especially because, like, when you don't and you do have a kid who is really like Madeline, who, like is missing parents who is yeah who is an orphan who has all of this stuff like it is better to just be like no she passed away instead of lying to her yeah because like yeah i don't know we'll get into it later but basically she finds out that she's dead she goes back to the school and the girls are very happy to see her yeah um on the way because she has been gone for so long the cook picks up fred the chicken Yes, and as a celebratory, oh, you're back home. They're gonna have chicken, la, something, something French. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> chicken Helen. Yes. Um, yes. And and <laughs> Madeline sitting in the back, and she's just like, "Why do we have a chicken? Why is Fred here? Is he gonna be a pet? I thought there's no pets allowed in the in the school." And she's like, "No, no, no. We're making this for you for dinner. You're going to eat him. It's for food. Why else would we have a chicken?" Yeah. And Madeline's like, oh, terror. Like, yeah, well, also, like... Because they make her sit with it the entire car ride home, which that's <laughs> just... That's long enough for you to bond with any animal. Okay, also, she just found out that the woman that she talked to two days ago died. Yeah. So she's like, ain't nobody dying on my watch. Like, <laughs> she's just like... Like, she's like, no. And, um, and when they come back... Also, the Spanish ambassador and his wife has moved in. Yeah, that's what I... Yeah. Yeah, when they come back, we find the Spanish ambassador and their son, Pepito. And Tabitha went, oh, I wanted a Pepito. And I was like, why? I don't know why. I just remember... I remember watching this and then, like, suddenly, I remember being like... Why? "Why?" You want to know why? It's because it's the same as fucking Paolo from... (laughs) As you require. He is the same. He's just Spanish instead of Italian. I understand that. But I was a child, and, and Paulo hadn't been rolled out yet. <laughs> so, yeah. And Pepito, Pepito's a little jackass. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see this guy watching Pepito, taking notes, and he becomes his tutor, which is crazy. Yeah, no, this this man is fully just taking pictures of this little boy, and then next scene, he's like, oh my god, I'm a tutor. Mm-hmm. And little Petipito rides around on his tiny little Vespa and causes mayhem. He does. Um, um, and Madeline immediately is like, this asshole, I don't like him. Why is he here? And, she, and um, the nun is just like, 
Francis McDormand. She's just like, it's okay. He's just misunderstood. It's okay. And like, she's like, no. No, because she I him, understood him too quickly. She calls him a bad hat. Yeah. Which is like, so cute. He's a bad hat. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, wow, what are good hats? The ones that they wear. I know, but she's like, she was like, he's a bad hat. I know. Like, she keeps saying it to everyone. <laughs> like she walks in the group of the ten girls, and she's like, "He's a bad hat, Pepito." <laughs> <sighs> yeah, she was like, "Listen, we don't have time for him." And all the other little girls are just like, "Oh, he's like Elvis," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> what? No, he's not." Um. So they get in. Madeline is like, is like writing down, and they're studying. All the little girls are in love with him. They yep. are in love with Pepito. They say that he has. Charisma. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and he is like, he's also showing off for them. He is peacocking. Oh, so much. For this, like, group of girls, like, being a little menace and being like, haha, you like me and my Desi Arnaz hair. I did forget. I noticed because of my notes that when they do come up and she meets them, <laughs> Francis McDormand's just like, oh, yes, the Spanish ambassador has moved in. And she's like, I didn't know the Spanish ambassador was a midget. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She cold blooded. She cold blooded. Um, <laughs> so they go down to dinner, and they're passing oh. around. Yep. They're passing around the plates, and Cook brings out chicken Helen. Mm-hmm. And Madeline's like, "What the fuck is this?" She's like, "Oh no, it's Fred." And everyone's like, "Who's Fred?" Yeah. She's like, "No, it's Fred, the chicken. He was my friend." Yeah, she was like, he was my friend. I've known him for a long time. And it's like, you met him today. Literally today. Um, <laughs> um, and she she decides to, like, start a protest. Yeah, she's she refuses like, to eat him. She's like, I'm a vegetarian now. I'm not doing this. And Cook is upset. She's like, um, excuse me. I cook this for you. Eat it. Eat it. And on the other side of the table, the blonde little menace is like, why wouldn't you eat Fred? He's just a chicken. Yeah. And, and so she starts like digging in, and they all start balking at her, and they go. Um, and then uh, Lord Lord Cookhead, Lord Cookabut, Cookabut, uh, Rancho Cookamonga comes in, and he he he's brought people to show the house because he yes. has decided to sell the house because his wife has died. Yeah, and he has no reason for it, so. So, yeah, and he's like, fuck these little girls, I'm gonna sell the house. Mm -hmm. So, he walks in, and he sees that the girls are unorderly, Mm -hmm. and, uh, then the nun basically is like, no, they're having a debate, which also, beautiful. Yeah, she's Um, like, let the little girls argue. Yeah, let them figure it out. And so, (laughs) she goes, and they're talking, and then they have a grown-up conversation about them selling the place, when we come back... It's literally my line being like, no, that, wearing leather shoes is different than eating chicken. Yeah. And I, I was like... How do we, first of all, how did we end up here? So, like, like, I really want to have that scene where we did end up... Yeah. Like, like, I was like, wait a minute, how did we get here? Because also, good point. Yeah. Actually, good point on the other... But like, yeah, if you're going to eat chicken, why are you wearing leather shoes? Are yeah. you going to protect it? Do you just care about chickens? Do you care about cows? Yeah. What's happening? Don't be a hypocrite. Yeah. Um, Madeline. Madeline. And basically, they're arguing, and... Uh, then it's bedtime, so... And it's bedtime, and she just goes, everyone's going to bed without supper. 
Yeah. And so everyone's like, oh, we're out supper. But we're hungry. They're hungry. Um, so they go up and they can't sleep because they didn't have dinner. No. Um, and so six little girls are like, well, we're going to go downstairs and make dinner because yes. we got to eat. Madeline is leading the charge as always. Yes. Okay. Now we're going to talk. We're going to talk about this. Now we're going to talk about it. There's a little girl who is supposed to be a Madeline's best friend. Yes. This little girl <laughs> looks so much. Like the sister from Bridgerton. Yeah, no, so much. They both have like the same eyes, the same eyebrow structure. They have the same haircut. They are not the same person. They are not the same person. Now, what happened was we were watching this and we were like, who does she look like? Who does she look like? Who does she look like? And we, and finally, like, we were like going through all the things that we had watched and I was like, oh, Bridgerton girl. I looked up their, their IMDb, so obviously that brought up their birthday. Yeah. They are born. The exact same year and the exact same month, exactly wild. 28 days apart. And they look and so... And in the same country. They look so much alike. They look so similar. It's like it's like the whole, like, Zoe Deschanel looks like everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. that whole thing, like, like you just stick... They them. also look like they could be Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> yeah, they do. And it's wild. And then it's like, I did you see the picture of the girl now? No. They... Twins. Still? Twins. Wow. Twins. Twi- they look like twins. Mm. She has like more of an edge to her. Yeah. But like. That's wild. It's weird. It's it's weird. That's so interesting. It's so interesting. Mm. And they also have a very similar temperament too. They do. They both have the kind of like, I'm going to be funny now. Ha ha ha. Oh, oh serious thing? Okay, serious thing. Yeah. And they take everything with such a big grain of salt. Um. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> um. So, uh, the next day. Oh no 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 no! Because no, because because they're in the kitchen. Not in the chicken in the kitchen. They're in the kitchen <laughs> and they do find some laundry that has been happening and they're like oh, booby baskets because they find a bra. <laughs> so, so one little girl just takes this like little. It's like a nightie. Yeah. And she's just walking around doing it while they're like snooping through the kitchen. She's like, oh my god, it's the cook's smelly cheese everyone smell it and they're like no it's so bad it's so bad and so they're like cover it up again cover it up again and one girl is like messing around still with the nighty just hanging on and she's like acting like she's making out with someone yeah and they're just snooping through the kitchen and then suddenly like there's a big face ugly in the in the window and it's painted like a little demon and it's pepito causing issues and madeline is having none of it so she like rips open the door and it's like Pepito! and starts just yelling at him she doesn't just yeah she berates him she goes you back to spain and i'm like oh hold up little girl <laughs> like, this, you can't do this in here we are not spanish like yeah she gets angry she's like a tiny little karen and, and like and like literally francis mcdormand is like hey hold on hold on little girl what, what y'all doing in here at first place yeah we, stop yelling at him stop yelling at him and the chef has also come down and she's like what are you all doing here yeah and they're like we were hungry so we thought we'd come and make us some food <laughs> and the chef is like mm, no what? I, let me cook yeah. let me cook what? i will i will cook you food now mm-hmm. but like don't do that again don't do that again um so now it's the it's so they they go to bed with food and then they wake up the next day and, and Francis McDormand goes over to the ambassador's house yeah and is talking to the tutor I don't really remember what the what the reason for this conversation was because all I can think is, is why is the tutor trying to seduce her oh he, she went over there to 
to be like, get a handle on your boy. Like, she went over like, Oh, yeah. She, she was kind of like, listen, if we're going to be neighbors, like, let's let's talk. And, like, you need to learn how to, how to handle him because he's mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. And then the tutor flirts with the nun. And she's also having none of it. Yeah, because he goes, he's like, he's like, what do you do on Saturday nights? And she goes, pray. I pray. Walks away. Walks away. Which is like, one of the best, like, you can't, you can't, people don't know what to do with you if you say that. They really don't. Yeah. Because they kind of go, oh, oh. Oh. Uh, um, off limits, off limits. Off limits, like, okay. Honestly, next time we go to a bar, some guy who's hitting on us and we don't want to, you we're just gonna be like, I'm gonna go pray now, and then leave. It helps that she doesn't look like a nun too, though. Yeah, but if we said it, if we said it, and then also like the like power of Christ compels you as we leave, like. <laughs> just I'm gonna go pray, peace. Peace. Just go into the bathroom, come out five minutes later. Yeah. None of them should think we're gonna do doing coke in the bathroom. Oh my god, like that one time we thought they thought we were doing coke in the bathroom. Yeah. I know, and we really were not. Um <laughs> We really were not. Yeah. Um, um Also like people who do coke are way more incons like we were just going to the bathroom a lot. I know. And I'm like, do you really think we'd be this bad at it? Like Yeah. I mean at that point, I feel like you could just do it. In where you are. In the like, public. In the public, yes. Oh, my God. Um, anyway. Um, what happened next? Oh, mm-hmm. oh, then there's, like, there's, like, a scene in the middle. Oh, oh. The, sorry. Um, the Lord Cuckoo-Butt is, is coming around, and he's, like, uh, uh, and it starts bringing in people to like measure the house and redo it so that it, they can be sold again and so and he's like can't you move your class somewhere else um and so she does and he like he like rolls he, he paints over all of the height marks yeah which is so sad so rude it's so incredibly rude because also they didn't even use the same color no they used a completely different color which i was like bitch yeah i mean also like i guess that makes sense because like that will sell the house uh, like white will sell better than green which also like home improvement but but like it was so rude and so they start getting worried and they start to be like so the little girl who is rude as fuck she goes you really need to be concerned about madeline she doesn't have a home and it's like you little bitch like like yeah yeah she's so dick move like she's such a she was like we all have places to go madeline doesn't she's in the office like like she's like basically pointing at her and then everyone is like yeah feel bad for madeline and madeline is like don't feel bad for me i got this she's like i got this don't feel bad we're gonna figure this out we're gonna figure this out so the next day they go to the museum and no isn't that they, don't they have the party first do they have the party first yeah that's what i have written down oh i thought they okay wait do i wait i thought i thought she goes to the museum oh no she does go to the museum first sorry okay <laughs> sorry i thought i had written down the museum but i hadn't uh yeah so they go they go to the museum and miss caravel has them they're like by the way they're like seven and she has them sketching out like large pieces pieces of art yeah which is like great but she's not even like don't do it don't do it exactly as is i want you to do it in your own way yeah and which is fantastic artistic eye 
artistic eye. And Madeline has left her notepad and pencil in the last gallery, so she has to go get it. Mm-hmm. Pepito is in one of the galleries at the same time. Yes. And this is where they kind of, like, actually get to talk, talk. Yeah. And he, 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 the reason why he is the way he is is because his parents are the ambassadors and they're never at home. Ever. And so he, Which is why he has a tutor that then lets him run around wild because he's not actually a tutor. Yeah. And so, and so he's just kind of like, like, at least you have parents. And she's like, I don't have parents. And he's like, oh, why? <laughs> like, like, he's kind of like, hmm. Um, Weird. And so, and so basically they go and they're leaving the museum and she goes on this little tirade and she stands up, right? Yeah. Yeah, she stands up on like the Seine. Yeah. And she <laughs> And she like pushes an artist's shit into the water because mm-hmm. she's like she's like raging and she's like, It's not fair that we're doing all this, it's not fair that we have to get out our homes and all the little girls are like, Get off the bridge, get off the rail. Yeah. Get off the rail. And she does, because she falls into the water. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and there's this cute little doggy. Yeah. On the side that goes, oh, I got this and just swims in and re- rescues her and brings her up. Yeah, and so obviously it's like a big terror. She comes back with a terrible cold, obviously, because she just had surgery like a week ago and then fell into the sin. So Which, if you, even if it was warm, you'd be catching something. You'd that be catching gross. You'd be catching something. So gross. So she has to stay home from school. When she does, the doggy comes and finds her. Yeah, she comes and finds her, and Genevieve. she's so happy because obviously the dog is like. I I am one with you. You don't have a family. I don't have a family. We're going to be a family together. This is you and Eddie. Eddie has been like, you're my person. Yeah. So why do you keep leaving me? Yeah, he does. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm just going to the store. And he's like, you're leaving me forever. Um, but it's okay. He's he's doing okay today. Um, so they go and they, um, she's at home now. She's snuck the dog into the thing, even though it is no pets allowed. And she's home alone because she's sick. Yes. And so she's wandering around with this dog when suddenly Mr. Cuckoo comes back. Lord Cuckoo Lord Coving- Coverington. Nope. Lord Cuckoo comes yeah. back and is showing the house to this very lovely couple. Um, and he's like, see, look at this place. And so she's like like walking around the house tr- with the dog trying to hide in various pa- places where he shows off the house. And, like, they get up to the room, and she's hiding in the closet with him. And they're like, oh, my God, but there's no reason why we wouldn't buy this place. When suddenly, there is a And, like, it's just Pepito going around doing donuts on his little bike. Yeah. (laughs) And causing mayhem. And this couple is like, no, we used to live by a little boy. I hate little boys. I cannot stand living near a little boy. Three years cannot do it i'm leaving and poor lord cuckoo is like no wait there will be other buyers are you sure i hope you i want you to reconsider i just want to get this place sold and they're like hell no so um, pepito saves the day pepito saves the day by being a little dick so then everyone is back now and they're brushing their teeth before bed and and madeline shows them all this little dog that came and found her yes because now she's really like hey guys like He's trying to sell the house, like, immediately. Like, we gotta do something. Yes. And, and so, Miss, so Miss, um, what is her name? God damn it. Cav, Cav, uh. Caravel. Miss Caravel. Miss Caravel, she does the thing. Caravel. Well, she wakes up and she goes, something is not right. 
And she, every time she's right, like she's, she's right every time. Her yeah. sixth sense is amazing. So she goes basically into, into the bathroom and she's like, what's happening? What's wrong? And everyone is like, we're not hiding anything because they're children. And, <laughs> and Madeline suddenly like, like, yeah, and they're going to sell the place. And that's when she, she lets it go right in front of Miss Caraville. Um, yeah. And then Miss Caravelle, like, quiets them all down. She's like, we'll figure something out. And then she goes, something's still not right. And then she spots the dog because she sneezes again because yeah. she's allergic. Yeah. And they're like, please don't let, please, please don't let her go. Yeah. Please don't let, make us get rid of her. And she's like, you can keep the dog in the shed. So now the next day, they're able to keep the dog. Genevieve is in the shed. They've given her a pink bow. Um, and so Madeline has come up with a plan of attack. So... She has decided to divvy up all the little girls, yes. and they are all going to do little individual things to make the house unsuffable. Yes. So they go through, and they do all of these things, and then she decides that her job is to talk to Spain. Yep. And she goes, and she talks to Pepito. We don't know what she says yet, but she just says something. And and Lady and oh, Miss Caravelle is like, Oh, she's understanding him now. Everything's good. Yeah, and they're like, wow, she's becoming friends. Good for her. And that's yeah. not what happened. No, <laughs> and, and Cook is like, you need me to break it up. Because she's ready to go. She wants to, she's mob. Like, yeah. She's mob a thousand percent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's the French mob. She is. Uh, um, so anyway, the, all the little girls are now are gathered outside in, in their little choir positions. And they're having a little choir practice in the garden. And Lord Kukubat comes through with the next couple about to buy the house. And there keeps happening things that they're like, oh, this is lovely. This place has really good karma. This place is wonderful. And then there's just like the smell of the cook's rank ass cheese. <laughs> And they're like, do you smell that? That's just, that's not a pleasant smell. And Lord Kukubat's like, I don't, I don't, I don't smell anything. I don't smell anything at all. But they come back out to the garden and he's just like, isn't it such a peaceful place? And all the little girls are singing their beautiful song and having a wonderful choir rehearsal. And the couple's like, yes, it is wonderful. It is peaceful. It is perfect. Katu Pepito has lit the fuse of a bunch of little fireworks and light them off at their feet, causing absolute mayhem. Yes, causing, yes. So they're going all over the place. It's because it sounds like gunshots. Also, the PTSD they must have after living through the war and then having this little asset just bring out, like, on their feet. He was using guerrilla war tactics. Yeah, he really was. Um, and so they leave very upset. Yeah. Um, and running away. And Lord Kukubat is also very upset. He's very upset. He's like, no, the, the ambassador of something is coming next week and he'll want to talk business, so please buy this fucking house. Yeah. And they're like, nah, we're good. Um, and so then this is when Miss, Miss Caravelle mm-hmm. comes over to Madeline. She's like, what did you say to Pepito? And Madeline is like, I told him that we had very important guests coming over and to be as quiet as possible. Because she knew. Because Shane or Snitch? Yeah, she knew. She knew that he would just do the opposite. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then uh, there's a moment where his parents are coming back home and the tutor's like, uh, and they have a weird conversation with the tutor, and the tutor's like, oh no, your son has been making leaps and bounds, and because he's making leaps and bounds, I want to take him to the circus. And both of Pepito's parents are like, oh, I love the circus, let's go to the circus. So they all have an outing to the circus, and Madeline and, and all the little girls are also going to the circus. Like, what? What did I miss? 
you're missing, Lord Cuckoo comes over and he stops the parents right before and he goes, your child is awful. Oh, that's right. They do. And then he goes and he knows that they have a dog and he lets out Genevieve. Ow. He lets her out into the street, and when he does that, there are so many fucking plot points in this movie. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, they really are. Yeah, it's, it's very long. Yeah, um, so when he does that, Madeline is like, "We have to go find them," and and Miss Caravelle is like, "Listen, we can't go find her tonight, even though it'd be much easier." I don't understand why they didn't do that. But she, we'll go find her tomorrow. It's the night. You don't want little girls searching around at night. He, they watched him let her out of the street. All they had to do was go get her back. It's she went it's down the street. Like, it's not, like, like she probably went a few little bit and then stayed Miss there. Miss Caravelle also knows this fucking dog. She's like, this dog will find us again. It's fine. Yeah, she is. So, so they wake up the next morning and they're looking for Genevieve. They're going all over the place. And this is one of my favorite things, like, direct, directorially. Yes. Because there's a scene when they're going up the stairs and these little girls are going up the stairs and they see... A woman with a dog. Mm. And they go up to her. And the camera pans up at their eye level. Mm-hmm. And they're like, have you seen a dog? And she's like, no. no. And they're like, oh. And she's just kind of like, sorry, little children. And they're like, it's okay. And I like that. I like that scene a lot. It's good. It's good because it's like, that's how little kids are. Yeah, little kids really be coming up to you and asking you just like the things you have no idea about. They're like, have you seen this toy of mine? Yeah. And you're like, I don't know who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you. Yeah, because they also, because they just go up to her because she has a dog. Yeah, that's it. And they don't even say what their dog looks like. They just go, have you seen ours? And she's like, no. No. I don't know you. I don't have a picture. Like, no. Um, <laughs> um, and it's really cute. Um, and so, basically, they're searching all over the place, and Madeline is like, I'm by myself. And she's talking to Miss Caravelle, and she's like, listen, I'm by myself. Like, Yeah, no, I have no family. She's like, I have no family. I'm by myself. I'm going to have to take care of myself. And Miss Caravelle is like, I will be there with you always. You do not have to worry. I'm going to take care of you. And Madeline is like... Madeline, of course, is like, no. And she thinks it's all her fault that the place is getting sold because, obviously, their death happened around me. I am the problem. Yeah, no. Again, makes sense. Yeah. So, so then they decide to go to the circus because she's like... Because, basically, this woman is like, too much has happened to these children. Let's take them to the circus. And I love this. All the little girls are doing their own things at the circus. And there's one part where Madeline's just walking with her friend and she's like, where's that one game where you have a gun and you go... <laughs> You're all jet. I'm like little girls are fucking wild. Yeah, they know. are. And this this movie does such a good job with really doing little girls. Yeah. Cause we're just crazy. Yeah, they're like when it's like all of these little girls. Cause you don't get that from the book, but all these little girls have very specific personalities, mm-hmm. and it's great. Mm-hmm. And this one is just like wild. Yeah. But there's one moment where Madeline pulls her aside and is like, "I'm going to th- run away with the circus." I have no family. I can't go anywhere, so I'm going away to the circus. All I need to do is I need to learn how to juggle or eat fire or something like that. And she's like, you can't run away with the circus. And she's like, watch me. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, well, what about Miss Caravelle? She said, I'll write her a letter. And I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> that wasn't what it was. Yeah, I was like, I was like, no. So Madeline's like wandering around the back of the circus. Yeah. Meanwhile, Pepito and his family, also at the circus, are watching the clown act. Yes, 
And there's a line that Pepito. So they literally say that they're like los idiots. Like that's what yeah. they are. Yeah. And he goes, they're stupid because they're, they're idiots. And it's like, Pepito. <laughs> Pepito. This is why you need a real tutor, Pepito. You need to go to school, Pepito. Pepito needs to go to an all boys school. That's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah some of his anger and aggression. Um, yeah. So he. <laughs> Dumb. And he... uh, but the clowns bring his family in, and and the tutor's doing shady shit and makes a makes a weird like baseball signal to one of the clowns, and the clown like honks his nose and flattens his hat in return. And so mm-hmm. they bring Pepito's parents into the ring, and the and the husband's like, "Yes, let's do this. It'll be fun. It'll be wonderful." And they're like going around or whatever, and the tutor leans and is like, "Let's go get you a balloon, Pepito." Uh, yeah, and Pepito's like, "I'm watching my family. Why would I go get a balloon right now?" But he takes him away to go get a balloon and tries to kidnap him with the circus. He doesn't try. He definitely succeeds. Oh, he succeeds. Well, yeah, he definitely but Madeline he... sees all this shit go down because she's been wandering around the scary back streets of the circus. Yeah. And it's like, how dare you? I will go get Miss Caraville. And he makes fun of her because he's rude and a villain. <laughs> and also kidnaps her. Yeah, he, he it's a dumb. Okay, okay. Let's address. Let's address all of this. First of all, there are so many people around while they watch two two children scream. But they're all circus people. They no. have, they have no la- they have no lay of the land. No, I no. You you don't watch children get stuck into a van and go, wonder what's happening there. Like no, you do something. Yes. Like and I'm and I'm starting to believe John Mulaney where he was like, We should start looking for these fuckers. I was like, Is was this what was happening when they used to kidnap children? Did they just watch it happen? Yeah. Anyways, it was upsetting. To me. It was very upsetting. Um, and then they all they all go on the bus, what back mm-hmm. basically. So Madeline is kidnapped, mm-hmm. and so is Pepito, and mm-hmm. her friend is covering for her, and mm-hmm. in, in order for her to get home. So, because she was planning to run away for the circus, and this part I remember so well because I always wondered how it would work. She takes Madeline's hat. Yes. And she just holds it up because all she's doing is counting the hats. Yeah. And she counts all of the hats and she goes, okay, we're good to go back to home. <laughs> and I'm like, how How did she know to do that? She's so smart. She's like six. Because here's the thing. When you're six, all you're doing is noticing patterns. That's why, so I hate people who are like, don't bring children to like, theater or Shakespeare because they're mm-hmm. too stupid to understand. Like, they, they won't understand it. It's too far above their level. Kids are really great at watching operas, ballets, Shakespeare, anything like that because when you're a kid, all your brain is doing, I don't know anything that's going on, mm-hmm. so I'm going to grasp onto the parts that I do understand and figure it out. Yeah. That's why kids are so good at learning shit is because they go, this is the pattern. This is the pattern. This th- I like these things. These are shiny and cool, and this mm-hmm. is the pattern. Hats, great way to get children to get all together. That's why you give kids bright, shiny shirts, is mm-hmm. because you're like, I can see everyone at once. Anyone in this shirt is cool, and a kid is cool wearing it because they're like, I got an orange shirt. Yeah. Cool. Hats are the same way. So, she, so this little girl was like, yeah, of course. We all wear hats. It's the one thing I have of her. It's on the top of her head. That's all she needs to see. Yeah. And it works because they go back. And then, and then Miss Caravelle is like, where is Madeline? And she's like, she ran away with the circus. And she's like, ah, shit. Fuck. 
Oh. Of course she did. It's more of like a, damn it, not again. Yeah. Like a, why, stop running away from me. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. And she's, yeah. So, so obviously, they start looking for everyone. Mm-hmm. And at this time, they go across the street and she's about to call the police. Mm-hmm. She goes outside and the police are already there because Pepita was also missing. Yep. And, and he's the Spanish ambassador's son, so of course people care. Yeah, and so they're looking for, so they're all looking for children, and they can't find them. Now they, he has taken, the tutor has taken both of them to, like, this little campsite. Yes. Also, he has them on a truck, he's tied them up. Mm-hmm. And they're tied back to back. They're, like, having a little discussion, and they're like, and this is re- their little heart-to-heart when, when Madeline's, like, like, well, at least you have parents. And he's just like, what? Where are yours? And she's like, I don't have parents. Because <laughs> I'm an orphan. And he's like, oh, damn. He's all just like, well, I don't think my parents would even miss me if I were gone. And she's kind of like, shut up. Yeah. She, yeah. Because that's really irritating. Um, <laughs> um, and so she's like, no, we can do anything. They fall asleep. They wake up the next morning. She's like, I can do anything. I can get us out of here. I can do anything. Yeah. And so she's like, stand up. <laughs> and so she goes over and just like cuts through their bonds. Yeah, because they left the knives. They left mm-hmm. the knives that they use for the circus throwing. Just um, in there with them. In there with them, because I, I don't think they thought that they could figure that out. No. And so they definitely cut off all of the rope. Yep. And there is a motorcycle, a real motorcycle. And she's like, you're going to ride this motorcycle. You ride a Vespa, you can ride a motorcycle. And he's like, I can't do it. Yeah. He's like, no, I can't. And he's like, this is a real motorcycle. It doesn't even have gears. Mine doesn't have gears. What are you talking about? And she was like, no, you're going to figure this out. You can do anything. You can do And she, it's not the same verb when she says it to herself. It's like a, you you can do anything because you're going to have to right now. So mm-hmm. figure it out, Pepito. Mm-hmm. Asshole. Mm-hmm. It's very much like a, you have privilege. Figure it out. You you're a man. man. <laughs> and so he's like, fine, well, fine. give me your hairpin. Because his tutor did teach him one thing, which was how to start a bike with a hairpin. Yeah. Um, so, wait, hello, Eddie. So they go, and they're already on the bike getting ready to go. Yep. They decide to check on the children. Why? I don't know. But they decide to check on the children. And it's perfect timing because they open it right as Pepito is racing out of the racing back. Racing out. Um, and at this time, now, Miss um, Caravelle has been out all night. She has found the dog that yes. has gone missing. And she's been like, you can find her. I know you can. Yeah. We're going to do this together. Achoo! Achoo! She, she's sneezing the whole time while she's driving, trying to find Madeline, trying to figure out where they are. Mm-hmm. Because the whole point was the tutor was supposed to get ransom for mm-hmm. for Pepito. Mm-hmm. So he is waiting for them. But also, like, he didn't send a note. So I don't know how he thought he was going to get the ransom. He's not smart. He's working with idiots because he is one. Yeah, he is. If uh, you... Here's what I believe. If you are... If you think that you are smart and how you're going to get people to do what you want is by picking idiotic people because they'll do anything you say, you are going to fail. Yes. Do not, as a leader, do not be the smartest person in the room. Mm -mm. Don't do it Mm -mm. because automatically your plan is going to fail because you're going to be like, well, I know everything about everything and you are just my plebeian. Because, like, like, if you had picked someone who was... I don't know, better at what he was doing. 
Like, they would have been like, hey, maybe we shouldn't put knives in the back of the room. Maybe we should send a note. And he would have been like, oh, cool, good idea. We are doing this all together. Yeah. But instead, you chose idiots. You chose because why? Because you are actually an idiot. He's an idiot. Thank you very much. Yes, he is. This is our TED Talk about dumb, dumb people. Don't um, be the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. Don't be the smartest person in the room. Don't be the smartest person in the room. Because that's scary. It is scary. Hmm. Um, so, they're going, and basically they have escaped, and they're on the little motorcycle, and he's like, get in, you idiot, and they're, and it's basically a little chase. Yeah. Which is great. And Madeline's yelling at PP to, can't you go faster, can't you go faster? And he's like, like, do you want to drive? And she's kind of like, yeah. Like, like, she just didn't know how, but like, yeah, she definitely would have got got them out of there a lot better. Yeah. Um, so, at this time, like. Miss Caravelle stops at the same crossroad where they were just at. Mm-hmm. And she's like, mm, where are they going? I know. And then she goes and she's driving and she's like, ah, yes, I got them. She looks across the sin and she sees the car chase happening. And she's like, oh, Shit. oh, <laughs> Lord, have mercy. So she sees it happening. She goes down the same road that they're going on. They're on a motorcycle, and then the car is going right behind them, and they're still chasing them. While it happens, they basically play the most dangerous game of chicken imaginable, which is funny. Which they on actually a bridge. they call they they play the greatest game of Fred. Aww. And so, <laughs> so basically, like the idiots are going down, and Fred. they're like, "Wait a minute, that's a nun. We can't hit a nun. We can't kill a nun." He's all like, "Why do you care?" And they're like, "We can't kill a nun." I I always love that trope. Yeah. it is one of my favorite tropes of all time. Because you can't. No, it's great. Yeah, you cannot kill a nun. It's sister act. It's all you cannot kill a nun. No. So she basically plays chicken with them. And she's like, I hope this works. And, uh, and of course, Pipito and Madeline get out of the way but easily because they're, um, they're on a motorcycle. And then the other two are just like, shit. And so they drive off the bridge into the water. Yeah. And, and so then she gets the cops. They get arrested. It's perfect. She brings Madeline and Pipito home. Yes. Um, at this time, this Lord Poopoo Head... Has brought yet another, another two people, another two diplomats to look at the house. Mm-hmm. Also, why is he only selling it to diplomats? Be- I guess that's diplomat row because they were next to the Spanish ambassadors. They were, I guess it was, they're just trying to form a UN on this block. Mm-hmm. They really are. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he goes through, and Madeline has like a little heart to heart with him. Yeah, he's, he, like, stops there celebrating. He's like, yes, I you should have a celebration because I'm about to sell this place. And all the little girls are just like, no. And so Madeline sees him bring them into the room, and they and the the woman compliments a big portrait. And he's like, oh, yes, that, that was my late wife. It was She had this done at this time. It's really, I'm really fond of it. And Madeline comes in, and it's just like, oh, I got it. And she's like, I know why you're trying to sell this place, Lord whatever you Coverington. Coverington. I know we're trying to sell this place. It's because you miss your late wife and you think you're all alone, but you're not all alone. Um, but I understand why you're doing this. And he's like, no, I, I'm not doing it because of that. I just let me sell this place. Um, and she tries and he tries to talk him and he's just like, well, the sale has already been made. Like, I can't like, I'm sorry, and you are right. And this little girl is right. And I shouldn't have sold this place because this was my wife's pure joy Mm-mm. um but i've already made the sale and so he looks at the ambassador and madeline is like mr ambassador and he's like 
oh, I'm I'm not the ambassador. She is. Yeah, feminism, happy woman's month, everybody. So so the woman is like, ha, yes, you can definitely have your house back. Because if women ran the world, everything would be done kinder. It would be. Also, because you have a big house. Or do you have children? No. no. Do you, even if you did, do they need all of those floors for themselves? No. no. So run a school out of it. Yeah. So they get to keep the house and they get to keep Genevieve, and it's a very happy ever after ending. It is indeed. I love this movie. Yeah, it's good. It's it's wild. It is wild, but it is good. Also, he says damn twice, and it's still got a PG rating. Yeah. And there was a car chase, and there's blood, and there's surgery. Like, because... Like, it's very clear that they were, were very much walking that very fine line between, yeah. between PG and PG-13. Mm-hmm. Because I think if they had shown the scar from the appendix, oh, yeah. they would have done PG-13, which is But they crazy. were really smart because they talked about things that kids understand mm-hmm. in a way that can, can stand them, but they never went fully, like, this is the thing you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Like, like... It's so much better, I think, in kids' media if you say the thing that's the truth. Yeah. You don't have to show it. There's no reason to show it. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. But kids hearing that will internalize and go, oh, this is a thing that's okay. Yeah. Oh, this is a thing that I understand. Mm-hmm. And if they do have a question and they do hear it, because otherwise, if a kid's not ready to hear it, they won't hear it. Yeah. That's true. Of, I, think, I think that's how most kids cope with things. They go, that's too much for my little brain to handle. I'm going to save that away for a later day. Yeah. And then late, like 12 years down the line, you're like, oh, that's what that person was saying. Yeah. Or even a few days down the line, you're like, oh, wait, I remember them saying that. And then you go, hmm, question. And you can go talk to whatever trusted adult is around you at the time. Yeah. But you don't have to show it. Because if you, honestly, sometimes showing with children is too much. Because then they go, I was too freaked out by that. Yeah. No, you can't always show. But. Because she already had a baseline of so many things. Yeah. They're able to... Like, here's the thing about trauma. When you... When you... In... in not inflect. But when you... <laughs> Internalize? No, no, no. When you... When you give a child, a, like, a lot of trauma. Like, inflict. Inflict, yeah. Like... Inflict. <laughs> inflict. Um, if, when you, like, like Simba or Magma. Like, yeah. You give them a lot of trauma to deal with. But there are kids out there who do have those traumas. Yeah. It is good to watch them handle it in a way. And then also, you can also see... Because even as a child, I remember watching this. Yeah. And being like, she's handling the trauma wrong. That's why she's running away. Yeah. But like, and I I remember being a child being like, you can't run away just because you're afraid. Yeah. And like, and that was the, like... Because they put everything out there and they didn't put all of these, like, fake words around it and, like, oh, she went to a farm or, oh, she's not with this yeah, anymore. No. Like, they were just up with the truth. Yeah. It made it made things, like, a lot easier growing up. Like, it made, like, because yeah. I remember, like, when my, because this was one of the movies I watched all the time. And then my grandpa died when I was, like, eight. Yeah. And it's, like, you don't have to be, like, where did he go? Because... When you already oh. watch movies that tell you everything yeah. better than your parents can, it's just it, you already have the frame of reference, and then you you're not terrified by yeah. the abyss because there's so many kids who literally like see something terrible happen, and then they fear the world. Yeah, 
And that's the thing. Like, Madeline was like, I don't fear the world. She was running away. She ran to the world, but she wasn't, like, afraid no. of it. Which is really good. Yeah, she was scared of what was... She, I mean, she was constantly seeking... Inst- like, she was con- constantly seeking stability because her world was becoming unstable. Yeah. And even though her trusted teacher was like, no, I'm going to take care of you, that's really hard when you when you have been abandoned yeah. by by your parents forcibly or just because of whatever means ha- it happened. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't always trust the people who are closest to you. Yeah, no. So you go run into somewhere else. Mm-hmm. This movie is so good. It is really good. Like, this movie, Matilda, like, Mm -hmm. Babe. I love Babe. Babe is good, too. Like, I wish... I haven't really seen a movie like this come out in a long time. No. Because... They they stopped making them. And I... Which is so sad. (laughs) It is sad. Because, like, that's also partially the reason that, like... So, Inkheart is legitimately my favorite book series. Mm Mm-hmm. I my ink cart copy is so over read like it's just crinkling at the pages and it and it follows this sort of thing where it's this it's this young girl who has already been through a lot then gets thrown on this big adventure mm-hmm. and it's it but it does it in such a way that it teaches you as a child to handle bigger things and I think books movies anything like this that is made with this passion and has such a strong messaging is so important for kids to have, and oh, yeah. I don't know why we haven't we we stopped making them. I'm not sure either because even even like okay, my problem with like a lot of the remakes mm-hmm. and a lot of the retellings is they take the grit out of it, mm-hmm. and like I don't understand and like okay, this is why a lot of people in in older generations tell us that like we're weak mm-hmm. or like snowflakes or something yeah. but i'm also like you're the ones who controlled the media and you took shit out when you didn't have to yeah like you you call us weak but it's because you didn't allow us to learn the things in a healthy way yeah and you took away all of the you took away all of the mediums that would teach us because you didn't want to yeah like it's a, it's the same thing of people being like oh, well, we can't have, we, we can't teach sex in schools. And it's like, but you're not going to. Yeah. And if you're not teaching sex and you're not teaching death and you're not teaching, and you're not teaching the things that are human lives, and not just human lives, all, all life on earth. Yeah. Then you're wondering why you have stunted people when you don't, when you're not giving them all of the tools that they need to cope yeah and if you don't do it in those rudimentary years when your brain is primed to soak up things and understand things Mm -hmm. and understand the world it's like you then as an adult are having to fight through years of things that have been implemented and your brain just kind of doesn't want to let new shit in Mm -mm. you have to prime your brain to learn yeah you do and at this age you can learn and there's nothing because there's nothing about this movie that is unpalatable no. There's nothing about this movie that is terrifying. No. Uh, well, okay, I will say... I the did. random clown face, maybe, but, like... No, I, I will say that this did, like... I like, It does explain why I would, like, tie duct tape around, like, my wrist. Mm. And then, like, try to get out, out of it, because I was like, you're not going to get me. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, other than that, although I'm still fine. Like, yeah. I was just prepared if someone tried to kidnap me. No, 
know. I mean, that's the thing. It's like adventure movies to me were never like, oh my God, I'm terrified that this is going to happen to me. It's more of like, if this does happen to me, I would like to know how to get out of my bonds. Yeah. Like, I watched so many videos of a kid of being like, how to get out of zip ties, how to get out of duct tape. Yeah. How, like, because it was like, yes, it was in the media I was watching, but it was also in the news of you'd hear kids yes. get kidnapped. And yes. it's like... JonBenet Ramsey. <laughs> so, it, like, it's important that that to show kids because that's the thing is you should i don't i don't believe in making forcing kids to watch big things that are very adult before they need to but like this movie very much follows the structure of an indiana jones movie yeah and it does in a way that kids go oh my god that is a little scary but it's not inherently frightening Mm -hmm. so but it does kind of prime you to be like oh well maybe i should be prepared for certain situations oh, not everyone in the world is nice. Yeah. Not everyone in the world is kind. And, like, I I would prefer media and parents to teach their kids, like, hey, protect yourself. Yeah. You don't have to be afraid of everything, but protect yourself. Protect yourself. Because also the bullshit of, like, no, you should always listen to what adults tell you is wrong. It's wrong. Because you don't believe, like, you as an adult don't believe that. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling a kid that and you're telling a kid to trust every teacher to trust every every person in charge, to trust every cop, to trust every whatever, Yeah. your kid is, is going to end up in a situation they're not prepared for. Yeah. Because, like, I at least am not afraid to go, hmm, this person worries me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be around them. Yeah. Which some people don't know how to do that. No, they don't. They don't know how to remove themselves from situations. They don't know how to just walk down the street. Like, like... Like, mm. like, like, you can't be afraid of life. Mm-mm. You cannot be afraid of what darkness is around the corner. Because yeah. 90% of the times, it's just a tree branch. Yeah. But, like, if you're afraid about, if you're afraid of everything, like, you're never going to experience life. You're always going to yeah. be But for with the terrified. one out of ten times that it isn't a tree branch, at least you can then go, oh, I can figure out how to handle this. Yes. Like, because, here's the thing. There were three very tragic things that happened to Madeline in this movie. She lost her appendix. She fell into the sin. Like, and then she got kidnapped. And this is in two weeks. Yeah. Let's say. Maximum two weeks. Two weeks. But she never stopped trying. Yeah. And she never stopped believing that she could get out of it. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the most important thing. It teaches you how to fight. Mm-hmm. It does. It teaches you how to fight. And it teaches you how to just be not in a situation where it's like you can you can make it out of anything which is important yeah okay what's that are we playing truth or drink we're playing truth or drink i just went ahead and picked out a card because it oh no i hate this Mm. i picked out one oh you did wait give me that one Oh, what movie or TV character do I remind you of? There's a lot. Um, I, yeah. Um, you remind me of a lot of characters. Um, one that, the first, the first one that comes to mind is Matilda. <laughs> is Matilda. Um, just for the overall Matildaness of you. The book reading, the, the, the I'm not afraid to tell a bitch what. <laughs> I will to your face be like that's not what I am yeah don't label me that yeah and you also also like 
you've been wearing hair ribbons in your hair recently. I don't know why. And you've been doing it for like auditions, but I've been like, oh yeah. I'm like, you little Matilda looking at. <laughs> <laughs> No, I also was very, I was very Matilda-ish when I was, when I was little, especially because I was like the little artistic kid who read all the time and was a little misunderstood by, by everyone. Cause I was like, I was the new kid at school two times and then throughout my elementary school, like I was the new kid. I just, I felt like I never stopped being the new kid. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, my, I had great friends and we did things, but it's like I never really had a best friend growing up. Yeah, and so every like a lot of times it was like a oh like like this is interesting. Yeah, Daria, like, no, she's cool. Like she she does art. She reads a lot. She's here. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. No, that's why you're Matilda. You also remind me of Matilda. That's <laughs> just that just might be because we've been watching these things. No, I mean. Just, just like, yeah, like, it's like a, <laughs> I mean, I guess. I think both of us just grew up on the same. Or, yeah, because we're both, like, slight PBS kids. Oh, my God, PBS. Um, and we both read a lot as a child and we read a lot as adults. Yeah. Um, yeah, just the overall, just the general vibes. Of, I know. Of just. I don't think there's, like, ever a character that I've been like, oh, my God, yeah, that's Tabitha. Like, I've not. Wait, 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 no. For for Halloween this year, Matilda and Lavender. Oh, my God. <laughs> I already have the overalls. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You've been buying so many overall-type things lately. I have. Well, no, one is a jumpsuit, and then. A denim jumpsuit. It is a denim jumpsuit, but I wanted another jumpsuit. I know. And it and it's soft. I'm down. You know I'm down. Yeah, they have to take literally when I went to the dry cleaners, she had to take off. Guess how many inches she had to take off of those legs? Too much. You it looked w- like a seal. It looked like it's nine inches. She took nine inches what? off what? of the legs. Did you keep the fabric? I mean, she well, she hasn't done it yet. Oh okay. You should be like, can I have that fabric? Because you can make a whole separate thing out of that. I'm not gonna make anything out of it. I I would keep it and then it would just stay in my closet and it's not gonna do anything. I'm not gonna keep it. Vibe. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> I keep okay. I literally I I keep picking out different cards. And. And when I keep picking out the different cards, they keep being so narcissistic, and I keep trying to not. But say it. So this one is: What is a situation that is always improved by my presence? <laughs> like I literally, I picked out like eight different cards that were all like. <laughs> you should have just stuck with the first one. But anyway, a situation that is always improved by your presence. Um. It's most situations, honestly. Like oh. you never don't know really what to do. Like, it'll take a moment to process. Sometimes you're like, I don't know what to do with that. But you, you'll process and you'll be like, okay, here's what we do now. Um, yeah. I mean, you're great for shopping because you always will tell me what is what I should and should not buy. Um, you're great in, when we're cooking things. You're great when we're planning things. Like, you're just overall, like, oh, like well-equipped for the world. Thank you. For most situations. It's because I watched my life. It's because you watched my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I genuinely can't think of one situation or be like, eh, I don't want to have it there. Oh, thanks. No, I can't think of one either for you. I'm, like, thinking. The, mm, no. Because you're good at so many things. Like, I definitely, yeah. like, I definitely, like, 
like if if there was ever a time where we got sucked into a Disney movie, <laughs> you are a thousand percent the first person I'm calling. Because because like because like musical got it got it <laughs> like, I will be there like imagining you with a frying pan got it like it's just like like it's just like just that whole vibe you know like and you, you're like ah no you're not gonna mess with me like yeah. No. I will either, in all situations, I will either go, how can I help, or how can I make this funny? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this could be chaotic. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, if I'm not helping, I'm just causing chaos. But it's fun chaos. It's fun so chaos. It, it always makes me laugh, which is great. Um, okay. Let's, let's uh, rate the things. Let's rate the things. So, we did not have ramen because we are poor and we're planning on going to Europe. So, sue us. Um, there you go. Um, so we were going to do ramen facts. Yes, and I had my ramen facts pulled up, and then they got pulled away. Oh, no. Okay. What are, you go first on your ramen fact. Oh, my God. Um, what? I, I totally didn't look one up, even though I was going to. I was looking up. Okay, I, I, got, I got mine. So... In 1958, Mom- Momofunku, mm-hmm. Ondu, invents instant ramen after yeah. trial and error and establishes Nissan Foods, which is the main ramen producer to this day. Nice. Um, chicken favor- the chicken ramen flavor was their first one, mm. and Classic. it was... At the time, considered a luxury item. Ah, lovely. Yeah. Do you want one of these? Uh, my ramen fact, I found one. Okay. So, like, so in Western culture especially, you're kind of told not to slurp your food. Slurping ramen is not rude, actually. It's expected. And to eat ramen quickly without burning yourself, you should slurp the noodles to cool them down before swallowing. Mm. But it also is just a sign of, like, no, they like the ramen. It's good. Look at the meat. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And that's why Susuru is named the way it is. Yeah. We love Susuru. We do love Susuru. So slurpy ramen, folks. It'll also keep you from burning your tongue. That's why the British are so angry all the time. They burn their fucking mouths on soup. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Um, So, okay. What would we rate the rosé today? I loved this rosé. This rosé was great. Yeah, it was really yummy. I don't think it's as good as 19 Crimes. Nothing is as good as 19 Crimes. Snoop Dogg, you have our hearts forever. Um. <laughs> but I would give it um, eight Pito in Matador costumes coming down the stairs for his birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to give it also an eight out of ten um, Genevieve's. Mm. Just in general, Genevieve. Lovely. Yeah. And then, what would you rate the movie? It's great. It's, like, all around, like, a great, solid movie. It's yeah. a great story, great actors. Like, it's a good, like, I, like, I, I'm going to give it a 10. Like, I'm going to yeah. give it a 10 out of 10. Uh, uh, chicken fights on a bridge. Mm, that's good. I was actually, I was going to give this like an 8, and then I don't know why but I was going to go so well. You were going to give it an 8? Why? You love this movie. I do. Enjoy There's it. genuinely like nothing about it that's going to be like, no, this could have been better. Like, I don't. The, mm, is it my favorite movie of all time? No, no, but it's like genuinely just a great kids movie. Like, it's 
great. It is great. It is a great kids movie. It does everything that it's supposed to do. The actors are phenomenal in it. That little girl. Is that little girl was almost Hermione Granger. She was down to her and uh, and Emma Watson for for the end. Yeah, and that and that's actually upsetting to me because she definitely be actress. But um, I understand they liked angular faces, and her face is very. Her face, you know what her cherubby. Face, her face, though, it doesn't. Her face is so petite. And if you look at her face now, it looks mm-hmm. too much like the one who shan't be named because her nose is so tiny. And she has such hollow cheekbones. So I do understand why she didn't get the casting. Mm-hmm. But, like, acting-wise, she should have gotten it. Because she no. is phenomenal. She is. She's phenomenal. I also, here is the thing as well. I think she's too likable. Because everything I was reading about this movie, they were like, oh, my God. And, um, fuck, what's her first name? Something Jones. Uh, it's Hattie. Hattie. Hattie Jones is just enchanting as Matilda. Like, she's too likable, and, Ma- and her... M- fuck. <laughs> I've done this so many times. As Madeline is enchanting and glorious, and it's like, she is too likable to be Hermione. Hermione is not a likable character in the books. Like, she is because she's a little know-it-all, but yeah. she is also a know-it-all. Yeah. Um... That, that's why I think she didn't get put. But it's so, it was so cute. She apparently was just like, I just found out about the auditions from my drama teacher after school. And I and I thought I was going to get background. But after four auditions, I made it into the movie as oh Matilda. God, and I was like, that's so cute. That's so cute. Mm. Uh, um, so I'm going to give the movie, I'm going to give it a 10 mm-hmm. out of 10. Uh... Honestly, Miss Caravels. Yeah. Miss Caravels yeah. being like something's not right. That's exactly what it is because she, <laughs> she's great. The sneezes in this movie are great. Everything about this movie is great. Yeah. I like. I cannot wait to show this to future whoever's I have. Like I like this movie's number one on that list. Yeah. It's not number one, but it's definitely like five. No, there there is something also about like children's literature coming out at, during this time that is like truly it's too good like i would show i will show my kids uh roll doll i will show my kids madeline like i will show my kids Matil- like Stuart little Stuart little solid babe solid movie babe so good charlotte's web it's solid like like it's just a good movie that we canceled dr seuss but the lorax is just good here's the thing they canceled that she's bring about like it's like whatever like <sighs> There are some movies that are just good and that just stand the test of time, and this is one of them. Yeah. And it teaches you so many different things, and everyone should watch it. If you haven't watched it, go watch this movie. Um, alrighty, Daria, where can they find you? They at? can find me at Good Hop Twenty Eight. Where they can they find you? They can find me at Tab of the Underscore The One and Only, and then you can find, find us at RamanaRosePodcast dot com. Um and uh yeah. Write a review. Uh, write a review. <laughs> write a review. Listen, this is what happened. We were banking up a lot of things. So we just haven't, it's not that we haven't checked, it's that like the other ones haven't come out yet. So, so eventually. So probably like May, the first one in May, we will do everyone at once at the same time. It'll be great. It'll be like spring cleaning. Yeah. Who wrote a review for us? Five stars. Um, that way you guys know. So, probably the last movie that we're going to do might be the Lizzie McGuire movie. After the Lizzie McGuire movie, we're going to save them all up and then go for it. Sweet. 
Alrighty. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day. We hope you have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful day. Um, enjoy. Watch Madeline. Uh, tell children the truth and have a good day. Bye. Bye.